Hello, and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from D&D Academy. I am Michael, and this is our 13th Age Playtest podcast, episode number one, What Happens When I Get to Zero. As seems to happen too often, our Saturday playtest games kind of fizzled a bit, and only two players were able to make the game, Nico and James, uh, both of which have been guests on our Dungeon Talk podcast. James also ran our Savage World playtest game. And Nico, of course, plays in our regular campaigns, playing Grexel in The Maid Men, and he will be also be playing uh, Valius in the A New World campaign, which we'll, we'll start posting soon. So for 13th Age, I ran the Blood and Lightning, which is the introductory module that comes in the 13th Age lore book. It's, uh, it's an in- interesting module in the, in the fact that because the way 13th Age works with icons, it can't really lay out exactly what happens. Uh, it sort of has to give you if-then situations because the icons that the characters or the players pick and then what they roll can affect who the bad guys are and how things happen, which I actually think worked out really well. I'm a fan of that module. I think introductory modules in books is something that needs to come back. So I was very happy to see that. And it's actually a really fun and interesting module at the same time. So our two heroes, uh, James is playing a dark elf cleric named Novary. His one unique thing is that he was raised by high elves. This matches very well with the two-point positive relationship that he has with the Elf Queen, and he had a one-point negative relationship with the Lich King. His backgrounds, which were not fleshed out as much for a one-shot as they would have been had we been playing an actual campaign, were three points as a priest, two points in High Elf uh, court politics, and then three points as being a chef. Nico is playing SC-37, a Forgeborn Rogue, his one unique thing is that he was made of unusual materials for a Forgeborn, being more out of like woods and vines than metal and rock. This dovetailed with his class as he was more really of a scout than a rogue. And his icon relationships were one point conflicted with a high druid who wasn't sure how they felt about this construct being so comfortable within the woodland area. He had one point conflicted with the dwarf king because he was a dwarven construct that sort of shunned the dwarven lifestyle and feels more at home in the woods. And then one point negative with the Orc Lord, because the Orc Lord's an asshole. Uh, His background was four points as a woodland scout. Makes sense. Two points in dwarven tech. And kind of what we meant by that is that his character was really interested in, in the machinery that the dwarves made, not just Forgeborn, but pretty much anything that they make, he was very interested in. And then he also put two points into being an extreme condition survivalist. Again, that just means when he's out by himself scouting on these missions, he's able to survive. And uh, so in this episode, you're going to meet our two heroes as they start the adventure, making their way to an elven citadel called Bolt Strike Pillar. So listen up and see how well the title foreshadows their adventure in our 13th Age Playtest podcast, episode number one. What happens when I get to zero? So your characters are on your way to Bolt Strike Pillar, and you are moving through some deep forest with SC-37 leading the way, when you detected an ambush. So there were several goblins that have set up along a very well-trod path, and that had you continued along that path, you would have been ambushed. 
but because of your background and skill in the woods, you were able to detect this. So essentially at this point, you have the option of continuing on and letting them, you know, drop their ambush on you, but you be prepared, or you could try to actually ambush them instead. And the way the ambush is set up, so quickly, tactical is basically everybody's nearby or far away. And if you're nearby, you can get there and attack one round. There is no technical move like 30 right. feet, 25. So there are some goblin archers up on a ledge, like a rocky cropping about 15 feet over here. And there's another contingent of goblins on the other side. So once you'd gotten into the middle, they would have shot down and then rushed out. So you have two different groups of goblins that you could go to either side and try to anti-ambush. How do we know each other? We're going to worry about that later. <laughs> okay. That's, we're in media res. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's what you meant by that. Yeah. That means in the action. So we're starting off right now, and then we'll work backwards from that. They haven't noticed us? Noticed us? No. Yet. As far as you know, they, they, they know you're coming because they are ambushing. At least they, you think they're, they're ambushing you. But this is the most well-worn path, so any travelers would be along it. Uh, so I guess I take that back. You don't know that they're after you. But they are definitely waiting for someone. Okay. But they have not yet noticed you. What's your character's name? Novri. Novri? Yeah. And your characters do know each other. So we'll, we'll work backwards a little bit. But you are at least familiar enough to know who he is. Cleric, Dark Elf. You know, a little bit about his personality. You're not strangers. How come there's no skills? I just realized that. That's what backgrounds are for. That's it. Yeah. You don't have any <laughs> skill list. You have backgrounds. Can I change my backgrounds then? <laughs> <laughs> well no i don't have stealth and that's the well, whole point that would be life in the woods yeah life in the woods okay. yeah, you just have to justify it justify the fact oh that's that fine i was just like uh, that's like the core point of my character um okay so i want to motion to novri to uh you said there's a ledge and then there's yeah from your vantage point you you know there's at least two archers possibly more at least two and there's at least three goblins over here, possibly more. So you have a minimum of five enemies, possibly more. Do I see a way that we can go around them? Yes. If you want to circumvent them, you can completely. But you do know, again, that they are going to ambush the next people in line. So if you don't do something about it, you're fine. But the next people behind you are very likely hosed. I'll point towards the circumvention path. Whoa. But there's goblins. So, so if we don't take care of them, who's to say that there's not four children behind us? Four children. Says the dark elf. <laughs> yes. Um, children are our future. Teach them well. Let them lead the way. Oh, yeah, I basically nod now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like pointing at the path that we can actually convert everyone. No. <laughs> do I know you well enough that you're not going to change your mind? Like, do, would I be aware that you wouldn't change your mind? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, how about we go on the ledge and at least take out the archers and then we'll have the advantage on the other guys? That's a better plan. I like that. Okay. So we're going to go to the ledge to take out the archers. Okay. So give me a um, 
a stealth roll. Well, actually, the way I'm going to work this is you're going to make the stealth roll, James, but you're going to use his bonus because he's going to help you navigate. So you're fine. He's the po possible problem. What do you got? A plus four? Because yes. it's in the woods. Yeah, so you use your dexterity. Plus, yes. Yeah. Ooh. Plus dex. So. 20. 20. Okay. So very easily you're able to navigate up this sort of side path. It's a bit of like, again, just sort of like tumbly rocks and boulders that have you know, been there for millennia. You find a, a, a path, probably the same path that they climbed. There's, there's actually even a rope, so you know this is the way that they came up. So whether you use the rope or not, you, you're able to slowly climb up. And there's a ledge about 20 feet. It, it actually slopes down a little bit, so there's like a little cave. And when you get to the top, there are three goblins. So I'm going to say you're first, uh, Nico's character, SC-37. So as you peek over, you see that there are three goblins. And they're watching down pretty intently. Two of them have short bows in the ready. You, what you notice is that the third one has a gimpy arm. Like his arm's like half the size that you would normally expect. So you imagine he's probably like the ammunition guy. He's behind them. There's a whole bunch of arrows, and he's probably the feeder. As far as you can tell, they are completely unaware of you so far. How close are they to the ledge? The two that are with, are with their arrows are right at the ledge. Excellent. Uh, the, the one, he's probably five feet further back. I think we'll see them nearby. Yes. I want to... So we're, I guess at this point, we're going to actually get into initiative. Okay. Um, so you... So, so basically the way ambushing works in, in 13th Age is you guys are considered to have surprise. That means that... One of you, you guys pick, gets to go first, and then out of your group, one other person gets to go first. Since there's only two of you, excellent, both sweet, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, like let's say there's five party members, you get the initial ambusher, highest ally, and then at that point you go into initiative. So both of you guys get to go, and then all of the goblins will I'm go. I'm going to say you. I'm going to point to myself and one of the archers. I'm going to point to you and the other of that. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so that's the plan. Run and puss. Okay. So SC-37, you're going to uh, sort of Whatever just... you wrote there, we can't see. Oh, <laughs> I put it on my side, not your side. <laughs> <laughs> it says gimp. It says gimp. <laughs> I don't mean by the leather-wearing guy with a zipper face. More the guy with the, with that would the... be scary. <laughs> if a guy with a leather mask, <laughs> <laughs> we got problems. Actually, I want to change that. Okay, that, that's exactly what that means. What that we is. do not attack. I say circumvent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going to pop up, you're going to rush, and you're going to try to basically push the guy off the ledge, yes. right? Okay, so there are no technical pushing rules or anything, so I'm just going to assume this will be like a melee basic attack. As long as you hit, it's going to work, but you only get to pick one of them. Uh, yeah, I'm going for the left. He's going for I'm the going right. for okay. the right. So you will go first, so you're going to roll. This will be against physical defense. That's another thing about this game is you have AC, physical defense, mental defense. AC is getting through armor. Physical is basically just how tough you are. Mental is how mentally tough. So this will be against their physical toughness. 11. I'm assuming I add my full attack, right? My dex. Yes. Right, 11. 11. Okay. So you must have scraped a stone as you popped up because the goblin turns just in time as you reach it, rush up to him. So he actually falls down. He's prone, but you do not actually get him off of the ledge. So you're standing above him. All right. Novera? Novarine, uh, sorry. Watch how this is done. <laughs> it's probably done. 14. 14 is actually what you needed. So the guy, the second goblin, sees what's happening, turns his bow to shoot at SC-37, completely <laughs> unaware of you, 
just elbow him right in the head. Goes tumbling off. There's a little puff of dirt, dust like a wily coyote. Okay. So it will now be their turn. So the first goblin. Now, when you shoot into melee, or when you're engaged in melee with a ranged weapon, you do not draw opportunity attacks from the person you're fighting. So like like third edition, but you would draw opportunity attacks from someone else, but you're not actually engaged. So he can try to shoot you in the face with no penalties. But he is on his back, so I'm going to give him a couple penalties because he's trying to shoot up. Oh, yeah, because in third age you have penalties, don't you? I forgot about that. You can get bonuses or penalties when you roll in 13th age, right? And what do you mean? I thought that's how it worked. Like this, conditional. You can get certain advantages or disadvantages when you roll. I'm thinking about different games. I think thinking about uh, next. You get advantage, disadvantage on that. I think there's like situation like prone, day, stun. There's, there's conditions, but I don't know if there's anything specifically about okay. bonuses. But either way, he's gonna. I'm gonna give him some negatives for him trying to shoot you in your face from his back. However, I rolled super high, so he How shoot uh, a 26. Okay, that's yeah, yes. <laughs> sorry, 25, 25. So he shoots you in the face for six points of damage. Uh, hold on. Uh, since I have momentum. I would like to roll with it, and if it melee hits, hits me... It it's not my... melee, it's ranged. Oh, never mind. I'll take it. <clears throat> okay, and then he's also going to try to roll away from you and get disengaged, which uh, he gets a bonus to. So the way that you disengage is a, it's a saving throw, which is just a flat 11. That uh, He gets a bonus to his roll. I'm rolling well tonight, boys. Um, so, yeah, so he does Yay. like a cool ninja combat roll. And gets further enough away, comes back up, held his hand, Gimp throws an arrow in it, and we're ready to go. The Gimp is going to come over and try to uh, swap you with a club. He'll go after James's character, Novary, uh, with his uh, good good arm. His good arm. Yes. He gets a bonus for using his good arm. <laughs> it, 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 it continues to go against you. Um, apologize. It was four damage to you. It's six damage to you, James. So he does manage to sort of backhand club upside of your head for six points of damage. That's fine. Okay, so now we're back to the top of the order, SC-37. Does that change? Yes, you are now one on your escalation die, so all your attacks are at plus one. I want to engage the game. Okay, so you're just going to, again, you just go over to fight, which is fine. When can I do sneak attack again? When When they're engaged with an ally or... On the first round of combat, anyone so below or The Gimp is engaged with him, right? Yes. So you would be able to use your sneak attack. Yeah. Right. Critical hit. So again, so in, in 13th Age, it's double damage. The way I like to do it is it's max damage, and then you roll the second time. So that would be 3d8 plus 4 max. So that's 28 points of damage. And then you would roll 3d8 on top of it, not the plus 4. No, it doesn't matter, but let's just see, what, <laughs> see, see how it goes. 12, 15 more. Okay, so you just did 47 points of damage. So we'll describe what that looked like. With my club, I hit him over the head, and he stumbled ac- across and over the cliff, and he fell head first on the ground. Okay, so he tumbles over and trips and falls. Uh, actually, he doesn't, he's no. already dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I didn't even read my, roll my sneak attack. Oh, that's right. It, so it probably would have been even more. Um, both of you notice, however, now that this has started to happen, as you kind of notice that, guys, there's like that sort of cartoonish pause in the action where everyone stops and like looks over the cliff, <laughs> that you can see that the other goblins that were across the path have broken out, and they're now standing there. 
so they are aware of what's going on. But you are, again, about 15 feet up, probably about 20 feet away. Go ahead and both of you give me a perception check. Is that based on wisdom? It would be wisdom. And you get your level and your bone. <laughs> One and a two. All right, you guys are fucked, let me hey, tell you, because I have not rolled less my, than a 16 my, my, yet. My level and my what? My bonus? Yes. So I said an eight. And I need, uh, I need, seven. I need okay. to block, by the so, way. That's something I don't know. Okay, so you guys see that there are five goblins. and I was, Yes, there's five goblins. There's one sort of in the middle and dressed more shamanistic. It's got like a staff with a skull on top of it and two grunts to either side of him or her. But you cannot make anything else other than that. Alrighty. Uh, so, Novary, you still have one archer. I'll hit him with my Warhammer. Viciously so. 12. 12? No, 13. Escalation die. 13. Oh, you add the damage to your... Not the damage, just the attack. So I'm sorry, what was your total roll? Uh, 13. 13 will miss. Their physical defense is a little bit lower than their AC. Oh, then he still takes 3. Take that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you sling at him with his, his hammer, with your hammer, and even though it doesn't quite make contact, he has to scramble out of the way, trips a little bit, loses his balance, which accounts for the fact that he took a little bit of damage there. He, I scraped his knee. All right, so he will then come back forward and attack you yet again with his club. Natural 20. So it was like 16, 18, 18, 16, 19, and 20. You guys are hosed. Uh, so double damage would be 12 points of damage. That's all right. That's all right. All right. The two goblins, or the four goblins down below, are not in any position to do anything. However, the shaman is going to cast a spell at SC 37. Little does he know, it's because I'm a robot. A robot, I'm immune. Aha. Aha. Oh, I, I did not roll very well. I got a 13 versus physical defense. I'm immune, I told <laughs> you. <laughs> so, so I said that misses? Yes. By immunity. Okay. <laughs> so that does not do anything. So we're back to the top of the order. So we are now at a two on the escalation die. Mm-hmm. All right. So you have one goblin still at the top and five down below you. I would like to use my uh, bleeding strike. Basically, if I roll an even, I, he gets to bleed as long as he's not already bleeding. Okay. And he's engaged with him as well, right? Do you, do you get a bonus for hitting somebody that's engaged? No. At least I don't think so. A lot. 20... A lot is what you need. 26. So you hit. Okay, so I roll 18. 18 points of damage? Yeah. Oh, okay, because I rolled even. He's also bleeding, so he... T- is it next round? I don't know. It's one... D- I rolled a four. Okay. It's four. It's for three rounds, but I don't know if it starts this round or not. You can look it up. It's p- page 129. I should be right, almost right there. Bleeding strike? Yeah, 129 is like on the top left. I don't know if the bleeding starts then or, or later. Uh, ongoing damage, it is like a save. So that would be next next level. Okay, however, that is enough. So describe what your hit looks like there. I... Since he, since he got his knee grazed, he's like almost falls on one knee. So I hit him just right on the neck. So it starts bleeding from my little carotid artery and goes. Okay, so he just sort of spurts out. There's like a cool red 
painting scene. There's like a, you know, werewolves. Doves fly out. Do- yeah, do- red doves fly out, <laughs> flash to the cave wall, and it looks awesome. All right, Novary. So you are, as far as you can tell, there are no enemies ab- around you now, but there are still five mm. down below. And you, you, uh, you recognize that the shaman cast some sort of magical spell that took no effect. Because he's a jerk. Exactly. How you doing over there? Oh, well, I only, have, fine. Okay. Yeah, I only have 40 points down. Well, I'm going to start moving back down the path because I don't want to jump off the cliff. Um, it's only 15 feet. But while doing that, I'm going to say a little prayer. And we each gain 20 temporary hit points. That's not a little prayer. That's a huge prayer. (laughs) (laughs) It's like 50% of my freaking hit points. Okay, then. All right. So it's going to take you. You can say your prayer. You can start moving down the the cliff face. uh, Because you're climbing up the rope or the rocks, you can't get all the way down this turn. But at the beginning of your next turn, you can get down and actually make it into combat. All right. Um... So the shaman is going to continue to rattle his uh, skeleton staff. He's saying some words. These words sound a little bit different than the words he was saying before. Uh, and yet he's going to try once again to affect SC-37. But he's immune. You are immune, my friend. <laughs> uh, so it Can't does help not it. do anything. All right, I so we are mistake. at the top of the order. Give me a perception check. Uh, twenty-one plus three. Uh, did I get the plus two or not? Uh, yes. No, oh. no, no. I'm sorry. That's just to attack. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so it's twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. So, um, so tell me what you're going to do. It's your turn. Is it my turn? Yes. So there's five people up below us. Yes. Is there any huge rocks around us that can fall on their head? If I can push it. Um, I'm going to say, no, there's <laughs> there's nothing up there because because it's so far off the path. Even if there was a rock, it wouldn't get to them. Okay, I will drop my club, pick up the bow that's conveniently right in front of me, okay. and an arrow, and fire. Okay. If I can do all of that. Yes. All right, so you're able to, to quickly assess the scene. So you notice a couple things. One is that sort of a cloud moves out of the way and lights up the, the moonlight sort of uh, washes into the scene, you're able to see a little bit more clearly. Mm-hmm. And you can see that the shaman down below you, their face is actually white. So goblins are... Like albino? No, it's not his whole body. It, it takes a, It's actually like a tattoo of a skull has been inlaid over top of his actual features. Mm-hmm. And you would recognize that, that often the goblins that are in the service of the Lich King do that. And you remember the other thing that happens when goblins serve the, the Lich King... As you turn your head at a scraping sound and see that the goblin you fell is risen as a zombie and is coming back toward you. Uh, I'm like, oh, I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm still climbing down the rope. Like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so we're going to fight zombie goblin. Damn you, zombie goblins. All right, so you can still take your shot at either of the five below or the zombie goblin. I can't retroactively say I want to use my club instead. Nope, because you were already in the process okay. of doing all that. I will use my arrow on the immediate threat, which is a zombie. Okay. 23. That will hit. It is a lot easier to hit when you have, um, when that thing starts going up. Oh, I got a 6 on a 6. 19. All right, so in uh, walking... Sneak attack, does, does sneak attack apply for a range? I believe so. 
Okay, do you all have higher initiative than him because he hasn't gone yet? Yes. But I think that's only for the first round. So I don't think Is this the first round for him, It's not going to matter though? in this case because much like Walking Dead style, arrow right through the brain and it falls back over and appears to no longer be moving. And I actually think this should be it for now anyways. Okay. So, Novary. So, you sort of drop down from the cliff. You can engage now if you'd like. There are still five goblins down below. One shaman and two groups of mooks. Or not mooks, I should say, because they're not mooks, but uh, grunts. And I'm no longer nearby SC-37. Nope. Well, I'm going to go hit that shaman. Okay. Because I hate the Lich King. Because he's a jerk. He is kind of a jerk. I'm going to assume Well, hold on, because there's an escalation. Yeah, you, you're a plus four to everything right now. Fifteen. Still misses. Yeah. Psych. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So the two groups of goblin grunts, however, are going to make you pay for your insolence in attaching attacking their shaman. So both groups are going to surround you. There is no flanking, but there is like a gang up bonus similar to uh, Savage World. So they're going to get a little bit of a bonus to hit you. That's okay. So the first one trips and throws his club into the woods. Ha. <laughs> 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 ah. 16 versus armor class? No. Lower than that? And 17 versus armor class? No. Okay. So these are the most inept goblin grunts ever. It is because I am protected against the powers of the Lich King. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. The shaman <laughs> sees you there, sort of smiles his, his uh, skeleton tattooed face, and he is going to try once again to cast a spell upon your body. And I believe this time he will hit 19 versus physical damage. Yeah. Okay, so you take 8 points of damage. And until the end of his next turn, you take 2 damage whenever an enemy engages or disengages from you. What is that ability called? It's a shaking curse. I was trying to visualize how the whole, how they justify the whole, when you engage, you get damage. I was trying to visualize the spell. So imagine, because of the way the goblins work, they have bonuses to shift and to engage and disengage. I imagine that it's something where your vision starts to kind of blur, and as the goblins move in and out, you're just so hairy trying to move back and forth. Yeah, that you're it tripping over you. yourself yes. and twisting your So maybe you see like twice as many of them moving around. It's just the movement. <laughs> now there's 10 goblins around. Yes. Okay, so it is now top of the order, which is SC-37. The escalation die is now at 5. I would like to engage the shaman as well. Okay, so you do have precise shot, so you can... I don't have to worry about hitting Correct. my friends. Uh, 10, 15. 15. Is that including the plus 5? Unfortunately, yes. That will miss. <laughs> So an arrow comes sailing through and just happens to miss everybody. (laughs) Uh, Somehow. Somehow. You are completely surrounded on all sides by four goblin grunts. The good news is nobody has hit you yet, and you have 20 temporary hit points. I only have 12 left. Uh, I did get hit. Do You need, we need AOE. <laughs> we do, and I don't have any. Yeah, I don't I keep, I keep going over the sheet like, come on, I, there has to be... Yeah, I missed it. I mean, it's in there. I see it. No, it's not. <laughs> so I'm just going to... Just kill them one by one. Yep, hit the shaman again. Okay. That's better. Go. 28. 
28 will hit. 17 damage. Alrighty. Um, you just triggered an effect in 13th Age similar to Bloody called Staggered. So the creature is at half of its hit points or less. It sort of takes a, a shaking step backwards. You start to see fear kind of raise in its face that perhaps that this isn't exactly what they were in for. Um, but it does not fail him. Go ahead and roll me a percent. Well, actually, no, never mind. Not going to work for you. Okay. So the goblins are all four going to attempt to disengage from you because that will cause you to take a crap ton of damage. Mm-hmm. So the way this works is they all roll their uh, save. As long as they get 11 or higher, you do not get an attack of opportunity. So the first one succeeds. Second one fails. So if you'd like to take an attack of opportunity, you may. Yes, I would. Uh, 18. 18 will hit. Hold on a second here. Third one succeeds. Fourth one succeeds. And the one I hit takes 18 damage. Okay. He is staggered as well. But from all of them doing that, you actually take two, four, six, eight points of damage... And now they're all going to re uh, Sorry, six, because the one of them did not do it. You take six points of damage, and now they're all going to attack you again by re-engaging with you. I'm not going to give them both of them, but the... So basically the whole thing where they move around and confuse you. Yeah. So the first one attacks you with like a 20-something yep. for six points of damage. Second one hits you for six points of damage. This might be a short game. <laughs> 12 versus armor class? No. This is I'm less than that. So my rolls are starting to flatten out a little bit there. All right. Thankfully. I am staggered. And then the shaman is going to shaking curse SC-37 because he believes that the Lich King is powerful enough. Eventually, your (laughs) immunity will wear off. I think he believes incorrectly. And I rolled a natural 20, so you take 16 points of damage. Fine. All right. We are at the maximum six on the escalation die, and we are at the top of the order, SC-37. Who is still not nearby me. I snipe the same. Hopefully I do. Uh, 21. Yes, that is definitely enough to hit. 6 and 2, 8, 12. And I forgot that when I missed with my range attack, somebody should have gotten 3 points. 3 points. So we're going to add it now and say okay. 15. Okay, that'll work. That does not take the shaman down, but he is definitely looking worse for wear. Do you have abilities that need an ally close by? I have several things that, well, like, they don't need an ally close by, but they're better. Like, I can't affect you with them unless you are nearby. <laughs> okay. I'm asking because obviously we don't know the game, so tactically we don't know what, I, I don't know what actually you need from me, so. Well, you're doing fine, so. Okay. <laughs> no worry. Okay. So you're um, still surrounded. You're still under the effect of that um, shaking curse for one more round. Yes. But the shaman is looking very, very bad. Okay, so a quick action, I'm guessing, you can do with a standard action? Yeah, so each round you get a move, a quick, and a standard. You can go down but not up, just very similar to fourth edition. Right, okay. So um, I'm going to hit the shaman with my hammer, try to finish him off. Yay. Uh, yeah, probably. That's You're 18 plus, plus whatever he's hit. Yes. Yeah, that's 24. Clearly, this is something where I need to have a handful of dice. 10. That is more than enough to bring the shaman down. So there is sort of a cracking sound as your hammer connects with the side of its face. It spins it at an almost 180 degree angle, and the shaman takes a tumble and falls to the ground. Yeah, he does. And then 
as I'm doing that, I <coughs> shout, feel better. <laughs> All the prayers and of your God. I get a free recovery. Okay, so, so basically I, you roll your recovery dice, which should be a D8, plus your con modifier, which I think is one. So you get six hit points back. Anybody uh, can... You I can, get to re-roll that okay. if I want. Five is better than half, though, so I'm just going to yeah. keep it. <laughs> so, again, in fourth edition, you had something... Um, surges. Surges. In, in this, it's called recoveries, but um, using them is actually called a rally, and anybody can rally once per battle, basically... Second wind. For free. <laughs> you can use it additionally, but you have to roll. And if you don't succeed, it doesn't waste your turn. It's like a... You, so it's not an all or nothing. So if you did want to use more of them, first one's free, second one you have to roll, and the rolls aren't that tough, so it's very likely you could, but it does take your action if you succeed at it, but if you fail, then you can still do your normal stuff. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to roll sort of a uh, morale roll here to see whether or not the goblins are going to stay now that their leader has fallen. And yes, these goblins are resolved, perhaps maybe even fearful of the Lich King and, and what they would, he would do to them if they were to fail. So they are going to continue to attack. So all four of them are going to yet again try to disengage from you to cause you some damage. So successful, 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 successful. So you take eight points of damage as they weave in and out, sort of confusing you with their motion. And now they're going to attack you. These goblins are really annoying. Ten <laughs> misses. Uh, Thirteen versus armor class. Nope. Twelve versus armor class. Nope. And nine versus armor class. Nope. All right. So without their shaman, their resolve may be high, but their <laughs> accuracy is not. All right. So we're back to the top of the order. SC thirty-seven. You are the first to notice that the shaman's body is starting to rise. I attack summons by the summons body. Fifteen. That will hit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Didn't expect that. 10, 13, uh, 18, 18. Yet again, arrow through the brain pan, zombie go goblin goes down. Don't even have to put him on the board. I'm going to say out loud, they come back from the dead. Of course they do. <laughs> All right. I didn't have the chance before because I didn't think about it after we. You of are. course they do. Yes. You are now still surrounded by four. However, the effect is off of you, so they will no longer be able to auto damage you with movement. Yay. Well, let's clean them up then. <laughs> that has to be good. Uh, and you're at plus six. Uh, da, 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 da. The math is harder because you have to add two numbers, yeah. <laughs> which is funny. It just takes a little bit longer. 21. 21 hits. 11 plus what, three? So yeah. 14. 14. 14. One of the goblins goes straight down. Boom. Boom. Down to three. Next. All right. So the three that are there are going to attack you. Speed this up until we're all three at the same time. I'm uh, sorry, 15 misses you, right? It does. Okay, so one of them hit you for six points of damage. It's back to SC37, and you see the goblin that he hit starting to quiver. No, I was going to hit him. Okay. 21. 21 more than hits. A lot. Okay. 11, the, the zombies points. are, they're basically, they rise as mooks. So one hit's going to kill them unless you roll really, really bad. So yet again, as it starts to rise, arrow through the forehead, it goes down. So you're still surrounded by three goblins? So it looks like I'm, I'm shooting a bunch of dead bodies. It does. <laughs> you are useless. <laughs> it's like, what, what? <laughs> he did it again. Yeah. But it looks like you killed them all. Like when, when people show up, they're like, man, that archer really got him. 
Look at all these goblins with arrows in their heads. Somebody's really good at this. If you have healing abilities, I will probably use them on the And you can Let rally. me use this rally thing. Yep. So it's just a free um, healing surge or equivalent or whatever. It's recovery. Nice. I'll take that. Right. You, you get a bonus, too. You can move. Good. You are still surrounded, but... The way movement works, I don't really know that there's a benefit because they could all just yeah they'll surround just you catch again. right back up. So okay, it is down their turn. So yet again, all three of them will attack you. One of them will hit for six points of damage. Sounds like nothing happened. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm going to go. So yes, I, it's that, now that, your turn. I yes. bought you. I bought you a thing. I will attack the one that actually hit him. Okay. A uh, lot. Seventeen. Twenty-four. That will hit. Uh, Fourteen. 14 points of damage. And they're engaged, right? Yes. Keep forgetting that. Plus another 8. Okay. 22. And that is exactly what you needed to take him completely down. So this time the arrow just goes right into the back, hits the spine, legs stop working, falls to the ground. <laughs> Out. So that is sniper, but not. two <laughs> goblins down. So we it's it's because of the plus 6. Yeah. <laughs> plus 6, I become a sniper. <laughs> Nice. All right. So, Novary, you are now have two of them on either side of you. I'll hit one. Even with the plus six. Fourteen. That is going to miss. All righty. So, goblin number one and number two, uh, 19 versus armor class. Yeah. So both of them hit that time for 12 points of damage. I'm down. All right. So, you see Novary. Okay. So, what happens when I get to zero? Okay. That's a good question. <laughs> I think it's similar to fourth edition. There's death saving throws. We have just learned a thing. Yeah, we are about to figure that out. <laughs> Why is it every time we test a game, we actually learn the death rule? The death, yeah, the first that, combat. that seems to come up. It's always in the first combat. All right. <coughs> when you drop to zero or below, you fall unconscious <coughs> and can't take any actions, but you do get to make death saving throws. If you get to half of your total hit points in the negatives, you die. At the start of your turn, roll death saving throw on a d20. Death saving throws are hard saves. You've got to get a 16 or higher. You do get your constitution modifier. If you roll higher than that, you get to use a recovery and return to consciousness, and you can act on your next turn. 15 or less, you take one step towards the battle. Four of those, you die. Natural 20, you get to rally and stand up and uh, basically take normal actions if you can tell a cool story justifying like what it was that caused your surge of uh, ability there. Okay. So, Novary went down, two goblins went, so we're back. To you were not nearby, right? No. SC-37, and you see the... the I'm, like, in a one action away. When, when, when I get... When I drop to zero, I can give a nearby ally in a re-roll blessing. Well, there's, a, there's, a, there's another zombie, if you want to call, count him as an ally. Uh, no. All right. Uh, so, no. you do see the goblin that you shot in the spine start to move, but you actually did sever the spine, so its legs don't work. So it's like going, aye, 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 and starting to sort of like try to crawl hand over hand. Arm to me or to him? Towards him. Towards me. All right. So I are, never liked him anyway. So there are three, three <laughs> goblins and one zombie goblin still in the field. Two go- goblins? Or two, two goblins and a zombie goblin. I will fire at the zombie goblin. Okay. 20. Yeah. Sorry. That doesn't actually count because... I don't get it's not the time I remember about the sneak attack. I actually don't get the roll right. sneak attack. Yeah, D- definitely high enough. So the zombie 18. goblin goes down. So there are two zombies, zombies left. All right, so no, no worry. So you get to roll a constitution saving throw. <sighs> I'm going to use the red one for this. Wait, can I move after I attack? Yes, yes, you can. I want to move to the rope. Okay. So you're far away, so it takes two actions 
So basically, you're halfway there this time. So we can cinematically describe it however you want. 13. 13. Okay, so that's one failed saving throw. Do you're I get the escalation die? Ooh. <laughs> That'll be ooh. I don't think so, because it's only on attacks. I don't think yeah, it's on skills. Okay. So, yes, I'm going to so say no. That's one fail. That's one fail. Alrighty. So the goblins, uh, believing that you're dead, are going to turn and start running toward SC-37. So they're actually going to meet you at the bottom of the cliff. So when you drop down, you will then be engaged. Well, if they're down there, I'm not going to go down with the rope. I'm going to stay where I'm at and fire at them. Okay, well, you're like, you were on your way. Oh, I gotcha. I was over. on the way of the, of the rope. Yes. So it's now your turn. You're coming down. They are coming up. So you can decide what you want to do. If you drop down, you're going to be engaged with them. But I, you can move back to the top and then fire down if you want. For cinematic purposes, I'm going to say I actually had the club with me on my teeth. Okay. So then I'm going to let go of the rope and try to hit one of them on the head. Okay. With a bleeding strike. Because I can. Uh, 20. 20 will hit. 16. 16. 16 is enough to drop that one. You know, you would think that being a wooden robot that your arm is a club. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You don't, you don't have to have a club. You, you are a club. That's true. Can we Boom. say that's the case? That my, my fist, that's actually the club. Sure. I just like... When I close my fist, it becomes a club, and I can just hit things with it. That works for me. You can wait if you disarm me. They are all monks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, don't disarm Novary. me. Uh, Constitution saving throw. Uh, Twelve away. again. Thirteen. That's another yeah, failure. Another fail. So do you need to roll? He has to get a sixteen or higher. So for him, he needs a fifteen. He has a plus one. I have a plus 16? One. That's really high. It's yeah. really I high. I talked about how it's too easy to make them in D&D Next. They're really hard to make. But you have a crap ton of hit points. So I think, I don't expect, think they expect this to happen a whole lot. Again, I'm trying to, mod- yeah, like, I mean, I'm trying to modify this on the fly because they have two players. So I made you a third level. It did so take it, a lot of goblins to get me here. No, it's, it's yeah. true. <laughs> you were surrounded by five goblins for like four rounds. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think, yeah, I think tactically I have gone down there just so that I can be absorbing hits with you. I think that's what the mistake was. Right. I didn't want to waste my turns because I was like, I, I, we can kill right. them fast enough. But I forgot they, turn, they come back as zombies. <laughs> and I didn't know that when I started doing the whole bow thing anyway. 17 versus armor class? Uh, that's exactly I have 17. Then you take six points of damage. All right. And it is your turn. And you see that the goblin you just killed is starting to... I ignore that zombie. one. I want to hit the other one. Okay. Uh, 17. Hits. 15 points of damage. 15 points of damage. This one is staggered, but does not Is it too late to say I want to use my sneak attack, I guess, feet? Once a day I can use sneak attack even though I don't classify for it. No, that's fine. Ah, how lame is that? (laughs) Yeah. It won. Waste. Okay, (laughs) Novary. It would be cool if I killed him with that, but no. Yay! Yay! All right, so you are able to use a... uh, Recovery, but that is your action this turn. So at 16, you don't stabilize, you come back. Right. So it's harder, but if you make it, you come back. Okay. Instead of like yep. And does that count up from, from zero. zero? Yes. Okay. So, so what I was trying to do is kill both of them, and then as they're zombies, just try to run right. to him to try to save him. But so you kind of like set up, and like, you know, the whole <laughs> shake your head, and then you see the zombie that was sort of army crawling towards him start to slowly turn, and now he's army crawling back towards uh. you. Great. All right, so <laughs> Goblin number one is going to attack SC-37 with a 20, which will hit at a six points of damage. And the zombie is going to try to hit you as well with a 15 versus armor class. Misses. Misses, right? 
Mm-hmm. All right, it is your turn. The goblin that's still up. You're Does up. a one always mean a miss? Yes, a one always means a miss. I missed. All right, Novary. Okay, point of order here. Uh, you said the moonlight came out earlier, so it is nighttime yes. when we are traveling. We are probably traveling to a place. We're probably going to sleep soon. <laughs> yes. Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> that would be called uh, time to blow the daily. I've already used two. Uh. <laughs> but I'm going to use specifically... Both zombies are nearby me? Uh, yes. Actually, technically they're both nearby. Because they're both... You can engage them in one turn. I hold up my hammer and I say... Go back to sleep. And I can affect up to four zombies with this. You still get the six. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, 16 defense. versus MD. Yeah, middle defense has to be lower. really, really well, yeah. And really, really high. Okay. Uh, eight holy damage and are dazed until the end of my next turn. They are vulnerable to holy, so they both burst into flames. <laughs> and die. Again. <laughs> Again. SC-37 is like, well, I guess he's up. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, so let's roll a morale check now for this last goblin. Oh, yeah, he, his, he is dedicated to the Lich King. He, he, he feels he'll be raised as a zombie anyway, so his death is just a door, not a, not a finale. Uh, but, yeah, he still misses really badly. Okay. <laughs> There's one goblin left, and he is wounded. Staggered, even. I want to do a bleeding strike on him. 22? Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's not a bleeding strike because I've been rolling even number. Uh, a lot. A lot. A lot is what you need to kill, hit him. So uh, uh, 18 that one goes down again, knowing that he will rise as a zombie if you'd like to go ahead and just keep that from happening with a stomp to the face or... Coup de gras. Coup de gras. <laughs> you may. I stumble his head. Okay. All right. We are effectively and, out of combat. And I run towards... <coughs> Nori. Ow. So you run towards your ally, who you only met recently. I look at you. You were right. We should have gone around. (laughs) Four children. Yeah, four children. (laughs) We saved four children. Four theoretical children. Ow. Best cleric ever. I just saved four children. (laughs) That's how he says his stories. It's like we saved four children from this ambush. Yeah, exactly. So it's canon now when I go tell it. So you met SC-37 two weeks ago within the court, the elven court. You were summoned there by the elven queen's um, sort of uh, emissary, so did not meet with the queen herself, but you met with one of the emissaries and they have been very pleased with your recent works and furthering the cause of Elvenkind, as well as trying to unify the three factions of the elves that are not as closely together as they try to appear. Uh, outwardly, they want people to think that they're all three unified as a whole, but the elves themselves know that is not true. But you've made a lot of um, efforts at sort of helping to show that. And the elf queen wanted to bestow a boon upon you by gifting you with a magical weapon blessed by the elves it's a hammer called Glazentorg. But with this boon also comes a price that she needs you to travel to the bolt strike pillar and retrieve it, where it is currently being used to bolster the magical defenses of one of her citadels. It also, again, as all magic items have sort of a um, personality, this one has a very aggressive personality. And recently there was a death 
and they believe that the weapon might have actually sort of enraged its owner. So not only are you to be gifted this weapon, but they also want to get it out of that area. So this is she, to protect the citadel. So she gave me a license to loot. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, yeah. Only one item. <laughs> yeah. So, um, is it the dwarven citadel? No, no. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an elf, it's an elf citadel within the forest called Bolt Strike Pillar. Um, so she has asked you to go there, retrieve the magical weapon. It will be yours to keep for a period of one year and one day, as long as you continue within her good graces. Uh, but again, with that, there might be some further strings down the road. But there have been numerous reports of goblin attacks along the way, and they have started no. <laughs> they, they have started to affect the research that, that has been done at Bolt Strike Pillar. So she's hoping that you will have uh, the ability to um, interact with that as well. But because of the dangers, he suggests that you find an ally, someone that you could take with them, with you. And she actually suggests a uh, forgeborn named SC-37. So you have also been recently at the Elven Court, probably because of your relationship with a high druid being somewhat conflicted. This might be a chance for you to sort of raise your the good graces of the of the high druid because this is also a woodland area and goblins are sort of a bane upon that the area. So if you would agree to go as well, that would be helpful. So you two, it's sort of an arranged meeting where you guys are brought together and you have a chance now to here to interact. Since you both end up going, you have to figure it out. But you guys, I'll, you guys, leave the details to you. So, just to basically quickly describe my my kind of a concept, because you have figured it out while traveling through the woods, um, you've gathered that I don't really talk a lot. I try to avoid conflict any where I can. Anything has to do with what I used to do in the past, which was I was a scout for the Imperial Army. I don't know whatever they were called. Uh, but since the it's kind of, I kind of went with the war force now they're free they can do whatever they want well I can do whatever I want but I don't want to do anything except scout because I don't really have any other goals because what life. else are you going to do right I've got <laughs> goals in my life so it's like you can for free to do whatever you want I don't I, I liked what, what I was doing <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so um, uh, basically it's the whole he you, you realize like when we camp like I don't like fire, like lighting up a fire, and then if any mess we make, I like try to fix it so it looks like nobody was ever there. It's like all those are like so ingrained in me as habits that I continuously do them, even, even when there's no reason. Even if there no, if there's no reason, I just do it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of pretty much, and it feels like. You're almost talking to a dog, like you think he get. You know how dogs you talk to them. It's like I think they understand. But you're never sure. But they're just they're staring <laughs> at me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of like that. There's like a little bit of awkward, awkwardness socially at times because the proper emotional response or the proper response to a, a question might not be what you expect. Like a dog. Like a dog. But you also have noticed that when you ask me to do something, I actually do it and never complain about it. So there's benefits to that. Like a dog. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> well, um... Novri's been doing a little bit of work uh, using connections with both the priesthood and looking like dark elves, but talking like a high elf to kind of try to bring the elves together and make them a little tighter-knit community than what they present to the world. (laughs) Um, 
and hey, so the elf queen's like, you want a free hammer? And I'm like, yeah, I want a free hammer. <laughs> and she said, I should bring you along. So, come on, boy. <laughs> you did say you, you did say you're like a dog. <laughs> Kinda, yes. <laughs> One of the things you notice is how I actually do not react at all to the fact that you're a dark elf. It's like, it almost doesn't matter to me. <laughs> not robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, after yeah, some... all, all humanoids look the same. Yeah, exactly. You racist. You racist forge born. <laughs> yeah. So, after some brief introductions, uh, you see that there's some bit mutual benefit to you traveling together, particularly with someone who's very well known uh, within the woods area. I mean, as an elf, you are as well, but his expertise may even supersede your mm -hmm. own in, in an area that you don't know. So what you know about Bolt Strike Pillar is it, it's a very sort of a rare rarity. Um, it's a ritual magic-centered community of high elf wizards and wood elf warriors, though to your knowledge there are no dark elves involved. Uh, it's located in, north of Drakenhall and south of the Court of Stars, which is the, Emperor's, uh, the Queen Elf's Court, so not too far away. Um, speculation suggests that its magic has something to do with suppressing the efforts of the Blue to extend her power north from Drakenhall toward the Great Towers. The Blue is one of the three dragons, if you've read through all the icons. There's the red, the green, and the blue. They are sort of the leading dragons, um, sort of of the evil. There's a gold dragon as well with the three are generally the, the evil dragons of the world. Um, so as you make... So they are Tiamat. Pretty much. Okay. Um, the three separate, yeah, but they, they actually their icon is the three-headed dragon. So uh, if you guys search through the uh, goblin bodies, they do not have really anything. Other, they, they have clubs, they have the, cross, or the bows and arrows, there's some equipment, and there's about 30 gold pieces total on them. And it's a smattering of different coins from around the area because there's like uh, national coins and you know certain uh, communities have different ones. So it's a smattering of different types of coins together. Though there are no dwarven coins. And which one thing I do think about really cool about 13th Age is that dwarven coins are very special. They're rectangular and they're meant to be stacked. Like so they make towers. And they even have almost, almost a semi-magical property where it's hard to knock them over. So like if you hit a tower, it would, it might actually come back up. Yeah. Uh, and legends say that the reason dwarves hate dragons so much is not that they take their gold, but that they make it messy and big piles of it. Anyway, <laughs> so there's uh, 30 gold pieces for total amongst the bodies. One of the things you'll notice is I care about money. Like not, not, I do not care about money at all. So I basically like collect all the money, make them in a pile, and just like actually start hiding the bodies or trying to like dig... A solid grave for them, so it looks like there were never any goblins around. Okay. I will just hold this money for you then. Yeah. If you said dwarven coins, it would be a different story. Okay. That's true, yeah. Because those would be nifty. <laughs> yes. I want to play with them. <laughs> so, you guys continue Do to you make... you want the arrows or any of these weapons? No. I like start throwing them around. <laughs> So uh, after you finish hiding the bodies or disposing of them and sort of cleaning up the area, looting, getting your, your payment for, <laughs> for a goblin fight. I uh, will grab the rope. Okay. So it's, it's a well-worn knotted rope uh, anchored securely at the top. But with your skill, you can easily untie it and still climb down. And uh, you can tell this, is, this has been a pretty uh, 
normal. Like they've, been, they've obviously done this for a while. They've taken the time to make a hideout, stock it. There's plenty of arrows up there. The area where they bu busted from, from uh, cover was well-worn. So there's been numerous attacks that have happened. Is here. there any way I can make that ambush area, like, not as good? Like, if there's, like, a tree that obstructs their view, can I, like, cut the tree down? So it's... Actually, no, I don't care about that. Never mind. <laughs> I'm just like... Psh. Yeah, I don't yes. care about that either. <laughs> I start looking at the tree you know, and I'm the like... The goblin problem is taken care of. I'm <laughs> yes. done. I look at the tree and then I stick my head and keep moving forward. All right. So you guys continue to make your way um, traveling through the night. And then right as it gets early to the morning is when you actually reach uh, the pillar. So beautiful trees native to elven forests grow from the sides of the tower. Its interior construction mixes stone and living wood. There's a twisted flame atop the tower... Um, that look, it's like basically a sculpture of flame, but it still sort of radiates light. It's almost like it's it's blinking. And here is a picture of what the Bolt Strike Tower looks like. Ooh. So you are able to see the tower long before you get to it. It's like, you know, a couple hundred feet high, and some elven warriors sort of meld from out within the trees and greet you. Uh, they apparently were expecting you, so they don't like, you know, who are you? But they sort of come out, and you kind of get the impression that they're a little bit surprised that you made it. Then uh, one of them even says, you know, we sort of expected that you may be late. Was there any trouble along the roads? Nope. Nope. That's, uh, that's good. No, a actually, <laughs> there absolutely was, and I could use some medical attention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we've, we've been continuing to get reports of goblin attacks all along the roads. They've been getting worse uh, as of late. You might get five less reports. Do recoveries refresh every day? When you have a full heal. But that's like a, a story. Yeah, it's not like an overnight thing. It's, like it's a story-based you after several so many battles, you earn the right to do a full heal. Did you heal us after the battle? Or are you out of spells? I do have, but like dailies come back. Dailies come back after. And, um, I'm guessing that these middle gray ones that don't say anything are like encounters. Uh, yeah, it's basically, it's either at will or dailies. Okay. Well. But dailies come back regardless. So yeah. let's. Um, I think so. So we're gonna roll with this, and then it does. Let's use heal twice. One for you, one for me. I need twelve points. You yes. get to spend a recovery. Seven buck. I'm rerolling that. <laughs> That's not much better. So you can spend your recoveries on your own, but again, they won't come back until you get a full heal. That was my answer. Okay. <laughs> so you're still wounded, though? I'm still staggered, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you, with the, the assistance of SC-37, continue up the trail. Again, you make it to where you can see the bolt strike pillar. The elven warriors, again, sort of emerge out of the woods. They... they talk to you they see that you're wounded they um there's a couple looks that you get because of your nature being a dark elf but no one outwardly says anything no one treats you any different but you it's probably stares that you're used to but they take you to an area outside of the pillar and they they kind of explain to you more along the lines that you already know this they're just sort of reminding you refreshing you that that there is a 
massive amount of magical energy that is sort of condensed in this location. And unless you have magical protection, it can actually start to affect you. So you guys aren't actually allowed to go into the pillar yet for your own safety. It would it would eventually like sort of shake your body to pieces until you've been magically protected against it. So they sort of set you up on this little community outside. Now, it's something you would recognize that it's clearly an elven community. There are groves of trees that are representative of all the different uh, sort of clans and elves. So there's trees that don't belong in this forest that have been cultured. That have been built there's, here. there's, you know, beautiful elven fountains. There's like a butterfly garden. So it's very sort of a tranquil environment surrounded in beauty, but but there's definitely a militant air to it as well. Um, you would have already known this, but Quellus is the name of the commander who runs the Volstruck Pillar. She is a uh, female high elf wizard. Very militant herself, very no-nonsense business-like. And the uh, the fighter or ranger type ha uh, high elves tell you that Quellus will, will be here shortly to greet you, uh, to please to rest and recover. And they will provide you with some mundane healing, even like a potion. So they'll be able to get you back to full health without having to use any more recoveries. Yeah. So a few hours will pass as you recover and rest up, and you can interact with these guys if you want to. Uh, but eventually, Quellus, uh, with a small entourage of fighters and rangers, and someone who's clearly the second in command, and actually they would even tell you his name is Zanj, who is also, he is a half-elf fighter, uh, sort of approach you and greet you, and they give you the traditional elven greeting, which is, hey, how you doing? Nanu, nanu. Nanu, nanu. And and they ask you some questions as well about the goblin attack. She seems very to the business. I understand that you were attacked by goblins on the way here. That is correct. Would you please tell us where this ambush attack or this attack occurred? I'll tell them the location and kind of describe the surrounding area a little bit so they kind of know what it is. There was two archers with a helper on the cliff over there. I'll make a little drawing, and then there was five of them, including one salmon that were hiding behind this tree. They're all related to the Lich King because they came back as zombies. Okay, at that she kind of like is taken aback. So you're positive that these goblins were working. With I the described Lich. the Samen's mask and what made me think uh, that he was late. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Zanj actually. I say that with no emotions, by the way. I'm yeah. just like, this is what happened. <laughs> this is what happened. So Zanj rolls out like a parchment, lays it on a, a table there, and you can see it's a, a map of the area with bolt strike pillar in the center. And they ask you to point out where it, where it happened. And when you when you do, she looks at Zanj and she's like, "Why weren't we aware of this? This is well within our range. We should have known that those goblins were were massing there." I need you to, to do some investigation because this clearly is an opportunity. And she seems very aggravated. You get the impression they have sort of like magical senses, sensory around, but. This should not have been able to happen that close to the pillar. And that's why she seems very angry about it. And you see Zanj actually sort of is like flustered and angry. His face gets really red and uh, he looks away. He's like, of course, at once. And he, you know, taps his heels together and, and starts to go off. This so, happens a lot. <laughs> so, um, so uh, Quellus uh, apologizes uh, for what happened, that you were not safe uh, within her lands. Uh, but then she gets right back to business. I understand that you are here to relieve us of Glazentorg. That's correct. Excellent. Well, it's going to be probably another two days. It, there is some magical incantation. The, the, the weapon is currently part of our 
uh, magical defenses and it has to be removed. So there are spells and rituals that must be completed. We, we were not aware that you would make it here this quickly, and I apologize for that. But you are certainly welcome to stay here uh, within our care until it is ready. Very well, I suppose I can wait. Okay. As long as it is no longer than two days. It should be no longer. I, I do have other meetings with other groups of elves. I'm sure you are quite busy. I'm a very busy man. I apologize for the wait. She looks over at one of the high, uh, elves and says, This is Marleton. He will be your uh, personal valet. Anything that you require, he will see to. Excellent. And then she sort of turns abruptly and walks away. So is there anything... A after she walks away, I'm like, Bitch. SC. <laughs> yes. I love that they always treat me like I'm really, really good at what I do. <laughs> It's all about confidence, man. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Write that down. I will remember he, he this. He just like the dog and goes, huh? <laughs> No, I say I will remember this. <laughs> all right, is there anything in particular you guys would like to do in the immediate future? You, you're, you're fully healed. Uh, you still can't enter the grounds. And there, there's clear delineations of where you can and can't go. Do close I see to the any signs of dwarven buildings or artifacts or items? No. Nothing nothing nearby that you can see. Um, so I sit in the chair and wait for two <laughs> days. <laughs> Except if something interesting happens. Well, uh, This is me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, day one, I'm going to sleep. Okay. So while... I have this weird feeling that somebody's watching you while you're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while there is no interesting Dwarven tech for you to inspect, you are interesting Dwarven tech for them to inspect. <laughs> and so some of the High Elf Wizards ask if, if you would not mind participating in some experiments. Define experiments. Uh, like a stress test? <laughs> sure. Okay. So, very a la six million dollar man, they're gonna set you up like on a treadmill, and you got like little things on you, and they're like seeing like how much energy you exert when you run, how much you can lift, uh, you know, like just a bunch of like almost like an obstacle course, American Gladiator style. They're trying to see how you react to different stressful environments, and they might magically create snow and rain and sun, and just to see how you uh, adapt to each one. It appears that I do not mind. Okay, so they're very anxiously jotting notes and very interested and very like they're they're certainly treating you like a person even though when you sort of react more like a construct uh, construct they continue to be very polite and very uh, thankful for your participation so early the next morning can i have the results of your investigation of course a copy when, of them? once we are finished calculating we, we will give you a, give you copies of all of our research notes that sounds great anything else i think we're okay do you have any books? Yes, we have plenty of books. Do you have any books about dwarven technology of any sort? Yes. Can you please point me to them? I'll, I will bring them to you. All right, I'll be on my chair. Okay. So they bring you a couple different books. Um, uh, you know, some of it's very common, like dwarven construction, you know, annotated by like uh, high elves that have visited dwarven um cities and underground uh, buildings and such but there's a couple that are more esoteric uh, some of the maybe failed experiments that before the forgeborn were perfected the things that that didn't quite work uh, even some sort of legendary like some of the monsters that are deep within the bowels of the earth still that are, are 
sort of secret to the dwarves, but it's gotten out because they have some occasionally erupted from the ground and caused havoc and destruction. Without asking for permission, I want to like add anything I know in those books. Okay, so you're going <laughs> to annotate the, annotate the margins. Yeah. This is bullshit. <laughs> no, it would be like, uh, as like, it would be as true as I know of it to be. Okay. So I'd be like, confirmed. <laughs> or it would be like, have not confirmed. Possible, but not likely. Excellent. So early the next day, while you're still, because I think I believe Forge Born are much like Warforged, they don't have to sleep, so you can be up That's all night reading. Um, That's why I'm staring at him when he sleeps. <laughs> Zanj comes to you early in the morning and summons you to a meeting with Quellus. It's still not in Bolt Strike, but it's nearby in a, in a sort of a building. Uh, I'm assuming you guys will go. Um, yes. Give me a minute to uh, wash up and then I'll come. Okay. Wait outside. I'll go wait outside. <laughs> All right. He seems a little perturbed by your dismissal. I, go in, I wait outside with a volet. Okay. I, I don't do anything. I just, just sit make there him for wait. a minute and make him wait. Okay, of course. All right. So you, uh, you eventually arrive, fashionably late, of course, and you see Quellus there. The, that same map that you saw earlier is laid out, and there's a couple other markings that are uh, on there. So there's like one where you guys were, and it's a, like an X, but it's got a circle around it. There's two or three other X's. And then in one particular area, there's like 15 X's really close together. And she's kind of looking over the map, and as you come in, she says, excellent, I'm, I'm glad you uh, joined us. It appears that there had been some sort of malfunction. And she says that with a weird inflection in her voice, a malfunction with our scrying magics. And numerous goblins have sort of advanced on our position, but they have concentrated in an area to the east known as Greenstand. It is an ancient ruin from, you know, many ages ago, and it appears that there is close to 200 goblins with uh, hobgoblin masters, and it looks like they are about to attack us in force. We do not have the manpower at the moment to fully deal with this. Fortunately for us, Greenstand has been used numerous times to attack Bolt Strike Pillar, so we have certain contingencies in place. And if you could go with a couple of our wizards, offer them protection, once they're on site, they could activate these protections and basically eliminate this threat from within. Out of curiosity... If Greenstand has been used to launch multiple attacks against you, yes. why have you not burned it to the ground yet? Because we have found that by putting these provisions in place, it, we're, we're wanting them to amass there because it's easy for us to defeat them. Right. Yes. We couldn't have put the button here. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. That doesn't sound easy to me. But very well, if this is what you need done, um... Happy to help. I, I thought that that would be your answer, but I'm still happy to hear it. What of you? He'll help, because I'm going. That is correct. <laughs> Fantastic. We would like for you to leave in the evening to arrive during the middle of the night when they were probably most unaware. And then all we need is to get a mage on site. They will be able to activate the provisions, and it will be... Just mop up after that. Most of there'll probably be almost no survivors once the magics are uh, activated from within. I'm just looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was role playing. 
I'm role-playing, no response. <laughs> okay, so we take a wizard. The wizard pushes a button. Correct. We can't push the button. No. And all the goblins and hobgoblins go boom. Just like that. Just like that. It better be just like that. I would not say otherwise. Of course not. Just looking at whoever is talking. So we will make arrangements. You have a couple hours to prepare yourself. Excellent. I stand in place. at our website, dndacademy.com. You can check out previous podcasts at our website and subscribe to future ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a topic, we'd love to hear it. Email your ideas to podcast at dndacademy.com and you can connect with us on Twitter at dnd underscore academy. As always, thanks for listening and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>